0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 229 with my friend, car photographer, auto photographer, art director, just all around awesome, awesome creative, my friend Aaron Brimhall. Uh, I I found Aaron's work, I think, through an algorithm online, most likely. Um, And I saw some of his photography and I thought, this is awesome because in this space of automotive photography, it's often the case where things are very repetitive and they're redundant or they just have this odd repetition and his work just really stood out to me. And, um, it just has a really great breath, like a very good voice. And I could really tell it's something that I've talked about a lot in the show. Um, but it's one thing that I really, as you know, I'm really into what's the person behind the tool saying to me and I feel like with Aaron's work he has this visceral quality this energy this feeling of actually being there and that's something I really love Uh, I love photography as you know and I'm always looking for other people and seeing what they're doing with their photography and and I just love that energy that he's been capturing and it's it's really cool and and it turns out he's very nice he's very sweet and he's very kind and uh, a really cool guy to To have on the show. I felt he was a perfect guest for us all. And he's also very prolific and he's constantly working and he has a family. And I think that that is a topic that we've mentioned many times, but it's also something that is a continually uh, continual question that comes from the community, which is the work-life balance, balancing family. How is it possible? Um, sounds like Aaron, just like me, hasn't found that solution, but we do know what we love and we do love our families. And so... Um, and a little PSA before we get into this. We are, um, in a, here in America, we're a couple months into this uh pandemic COVID thing, and uh, it's it's a pretty wild time. I hope everybody out there is doing well. Um, trying to not talk about it too much in these shows. I've had requests from people and friends to do specific podcasts on how we're all dealing with this. I just feel like there's way too much noise about it so this is a little blurb and that's about as much as i'm going to talk about it but i feel like what we need to be doing in my opinion is focusing on the positive trying to help one another help our communities and be proactive and and uh share as much love as possible because the world at large is in need of compassion i think uh and it's a tough time to 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 actually pull that out because you know (laughs) it's just a really weird time so anyways, uh, enough ranting. I'm super stoked to have Aaron on. He's a gem and uh, it's going to be awesome. So here's episode 229. Let's roll. I think we've been trying to do this episode for a minute here. I know you're very busy and you are got a family and travel a lot well used to pre covid <laughs> yeah dude covid season <laughs> COVID season yeah yeah so that's a um but no i appreciate it i appreciate you and it's been it's really cool the first time i found your work i can't remember how i found it um Internet joined us together. Maybe the raptor algorithm on Instagram or something. <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> like what? hashtagging yeah.
1: Ford Raptors. <laughs> well, <laughs> my
0: my it. my feeds are primarily like corgis, raptors, and art usually. So
1: it's oh like... <laughs> my gosh, that's, that's the best thing. That's like same thing with mine, but just raptors and Porsche. Oh, there you that's go. It.
2: Yeah,
0: and it's just like filled with that. So I think I think I came across your raptor photos, and I was like, oh man, this is great. Like somebody's being artistic with his trucks, you know, and this is awesome. And then I found your other work which is equally as awesome which is you know these amazing photograph photographs that um i don't know as a fan i i just i appreciate the the energy and one thing i love when i see an artist's work is like their voice you know it's something i always look for like what is this person trying to say you know whether they know it or not what they trying to say and yeah you you definitely have a voice to your work which is awesome so it tells me that there's a couple theories i have and i'm curious to know more about your past but um yeah yeah so, so did you go did you go to college or how did this all happen how did you get into photography
1: oh, dude like school was not for me like knew it a lot of people say that but like dude I, I like in high school bro like i wasn't there like even when i was there i wasn't there like mentally like i would just daydream about snowboarding and like dude it was weird because i would daydream about snowboarding and then i would daydream about like snowboarding films that I would watch like I would watch them before school after school dude it was just like I like dreamt slept ate snowboarding I was like it dude it was like snowboarding that was in my world and so when I was in school I was just daydreaming about about that and like what kind of shots I were I was gonna get with the with the homies and how I was gonna shoot it and like how I wanted to get my own shots and then so I think early on I always just had a camera on me and I got always like you know, figured out like trying to figure out like cool angles and whatnot, and so I I think when when school ended, so I I stopped I pretty much stopped going to school like senior year of high school, and started doing online school because I thought I was going to do a like pursue snowboarding career, and um, as soon as uh, we all graduated, um, I didn't graduate with my class, but I graduated like, on, online like structured kind of thing, and that was really cool because I finished before everyone, and then my my girlfriend wife at, right now um she had like photography uh uh class and she uh asked for like help on all her homework and i didn't really like wasn't really into photography at the time i was more into like filming like skateboarding and snowboarding mo- mostly snowboarding mm-hmm. but she asked me to do like these like little you know projects for her homework and so i was like yeah i'm super down with that and so i ended up borrowing her camera that she got from her school and i took it up snowboarding and i did not dude i didn't i didn't drop that thing until i mean i, I obviously I haven't even dropped it yet so i still have that camera and <laughs> um dude, we ended up buying it from the school and like it was just a, it was a weird little transition from like filming to photos and mm. and so as soon as she graduated um i had like i've had some like i've had my fair share of shitty jobs i was like working in restaurants and it was cool and stuff i was like a buster for like two and a half years and then (laughs) worked retail for like four years at this little shoe stop shoe store in in salt lake it was pretty cool but i was just like what am i doing and then the last job i had was uh I was working at uh, this call center and dude, I was the worst employee. And I was like, what, what am I doing here? And, like, we were working like based off of commission and I was like getting the, the worst paychecks. Cause I would just sit there and literally daydream again. And I couldn't like, <laughs> s- like sell anyone worth crap. And we were doing like phone, like phone and internet sales. And I was just, like, mm-hmm. I, I can't do this. And so I worked there for six months and I, I, one day like I would ride, like I didn't have a car. I would just ride my motorcycle to and back like, um, From work to home every single day it was like it's like a 30 minute drive it was nice and every time i would drive to work i'd like think about like okay, i got to do something with my life we should we should like i don't know we should move somewhere and so my wife's dad lived in uh, macau china Mm. and so we're like we should just move to hong kong or like you know move in with him in macau or, or something and like kind of network and try to like do this photography thing and she's just like oh, i don't i don't think so like whatever so i ended up convincing her like you know a few weeks later down the road and so we dropped everything i quit my job like a week later we just packed up like little like just a suitcase each and moved to macau for a year and I think that's where I, I ended up doing my first like photo assignment. It was for this magazine called iron and air,
2: you
1: yes. know, those homies.
0: Those are really super cool dudes. I just met them the other day. And,
1: dude, Adam and Greg and all the, all the homies, super
0: passionate know. and very similar to the rest of us. I feel, you know?
1: Yeah. Just, they, they all have the same, you know, the same vibe and same they all motive. mean, yeah. dude, so, same motive. They all mean so good. And like, I don't know, you get it. So, I, I i pitched him on this thing i was like hey like i've been talking to this guy on instagram he makes like helmets in indonesia and in jakarta and i'd love to go like do this little assignment for you and um it was just a long shot i just dm'd him on instagram and they came back like yeah like here's like a, a little budget we'll fly you over there and um we'll we'll use it in the next in the next uh issue and i'm like this is the coolest thing i've ever heard i was like i didn't even know i could get paid for photography like this like it was so cool and so like indonesia was like eight hours away from i think it was like five five to eight hours away from hong kong and um so it was just like while i was there i was just thinking like why, why i could i could be doing this more often so dude every single day i kid you not for a year straight i would email people i would email like cold cold call and email like companies Every single day, all day long, and I was like, "I'm gonna get nose. I'm gonna get nose. I'm gonna get nose." I like, I, I was just hoping for like one yes, and then you know, hopefully, like the ball could keep rolling from there. Hmm. So, know, I remember hitting up like <laughs> Ray Ban and like Oakley and just like random people, and obviously nose for like you know eight months, and then um, that's when the iron and Air thing kind of uh, came about, and so that was cool. And then, yeah, like I said, it was just like a, it was kind of like a snowball effect, dude, like mm-hmm. kind of that confidence thing, you know, nice. and you know how that goes. So, um, basically, yeah, mo- like stayed in Hong Kong for a little bit longer, stayed there for exactly a year, came back home and, and then we decided to move to Guam and then from Guam. So my, my wife is from Guam, A background story from that
2: awesome. Black is
1: from Guam. So we stayed with her her little family there and I was like, okay, I need a job and I'm not, I'm not doing like restaurant or any of that bull crap anymore. So I, I wrote on like Facebook, like marketplace, Guam area. I was like, Hey, looking for a job. Anyone like <laughs> anyone need like photo assistance or like anything like that. And like, luckily um, this guy so random dude. Cause Guam is tiny. This yeah, guy like very right, small. So small. This random homie hit me up and I was like, Hey, I'm working at the governor's office and I'm like, the personal f- photographer for the governor and the first lady of Guam and everyone in Guam worships these two. And so, uh, um, if you want to take my job, you'll be like superstar in Guam. And I was like, okay, let- let's do it. And <laughs> I remember going in the interview, it was just this little, like, I don't know. It's just like white lighting little room with like the shittiest desk and like an old Mac, like a whole, like a, you know, it was like green little old like MacBooks. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, this technology is so bad. They were using, like, I think just iPhoto to edit their photos and stuff. It was so funny. (laughs) And, but I took the job. And what year are we in
0: right here? Give us some context.
1: We're in year, I think this is 2014. Okay. Yeah, 2014. And then the year before was Hong Kong. So 2013, 2014, we're in Guam. Awesome. And the cool thing was, like, So she was like, in the interview, she's like, you'll just be waiting on call for the first lady. You'll just be following her around. And if if the governor needs you, he'll call you. But your main focus is the first lady. I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, this is not what I really want to be doing. But okay, that's fine. At least I have a camera in my hand. And she's like, this is the key. She's like, when you have like an hour to two hour lunch break. And so that was cool because I love to surf. And so I surfed every single day for an hour or two during my lunch break I didn't even eat and I would just drive to the break and surf it was cool um so that was like the highlight of 2014 and then I just followed her around shooting like potlucks and like little meetings and dude it was it was it wasn't bad but it was like not that great but it was just really cool to be like surfing every day and being like (laughs) in in the jungle and it was just so it's so random like I I never would have thought I would move to Guam because I didn't grow up like traveling until i met my wife Mm. and because i I came from like a poor family and so i i never really did any of that until her so it was it was cool and i uh i still think about that but it was uh i kind of am just rambling on but
0: no no this is (laughs) cool your story is wild i love it too i love the adventure that you've been on too which is I don't know. I mean, it's, it's funny because I had some theories and I think it's, it's cool to hear that they're, they're correct. Like you come from humble beginnings and you've had a wild journey and you're self taught and, and you had to do a lot of shady jobs. Like I don't know how many people I know that uh, have a, a really unique style and taste because of those reasons. And it's a bummer because it just goes to show like a lot of times it's the sacrifices and the struggles of that beginning part of your journey that sets you off in the course of success later on, you know? So it's, it's not necessarily always true, but there's a consistent like part in the data in my mind. I'm like, Oh, this is a consistent habit or this is a consistent pattern. I mean, you know, so <laughs> right, yeah, just really ironic. So
1: yeah, it, it's wild. I mean, in, in finding my style too, like you mentioned, like that took so long, like, I mean, I still feel like I'm trying to find it, but i mean i found like i feel like i found the base and like the roots of it and it's really it's really fun and i love i mean i love progressing and i mean any artist can say that like you do too and so um yeah i that's what i think i I think photography is really cool that way because i'm I'm constantly learning and i get sick of things so fast dude like anything and and, but photography i haven't like I haven't put my camera down. Like I, I'm constantly thinking like what I'm going to do next. Like constantly thinking about spec work or like, you know, what I could do tomorrow or the next day, you know? So mm,
0: on that, grind, really on that hustle. Cool. Yeah. Always yeah, curious, always trying new things, which is good too. So yeah. Cause it's yeah. really tricky. Right. It's like, um, that's, what's, I, I find to be really beautiful and amazing about being a creative is like, it, it is an endless thing. It's like, you're endlessly, if you're curious and you have a desire to learn and I'm humbled by the fact that you'll never learn at all, like your adventure in art could be like so fulfilling. Your life would be filled with challenges daily and you could have like the most insane experiences, you know? So in photography, I felt like the thing I, I personally loved about it is it gets me out of the house away from the computer because doing CGI is very powerful and amazing, but it's also incredibly taxing and shitty. To do at times, you're just just like fuck, you know. Like it's the equivalent of like bussing tables, like. (laughs) But then it's like these massive like artist, artistic euphoric like moments where you're like, holy shit, it's like all happening. But it's a lot of it's just a a grog, basically, unless you embrace it. So, but photography is all about that journey, you know. It's like it. It was a for me. It was like a thing that it could keep me busy and keep me, um, creative while on the go. Cause I, I, I feel like if I haven't, if I don't do like a creative thing every day, I feel like a complete waste. I feel like I've wasted myself, you know, so <laughs> I'm quite addicted to it. Right, so got it. yeah. So it's the is same journey. <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: Dude, it, it's so, wild. I'm like looking at your, <laughs> just your Right now. and I'm I, my, my every time I go to your Behance or your website, my mind is blown, dude. Like I, I could talk about your work forever, but um <laughs> you and I both don't do well with compliments, so I'm not gonna yeah. go there. So <laughs>
0: it's all good. I I do I, appreciate it. it's very kind of you to say. Um,
1: it's it's just nuts, dude. And I, I think photography is it's so cool because it's just like a mold to keep molding and um I don't know. It, it's like it's endless, dude. You, yeah. you're always looking for that next thing
0: yeah there's so. there's always something really um i i think with photography there's 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 so so many approaches to it and i feel like because the tools are so unified because we can all grab and buy the same tool and we can all mostly you could all shoot a photo, a photo pretty easily it's not hard it's not like rocket science once you learn aperture and all these kind of things but the right. great the great thing i love is you could take five photographers and give them the same subject matter and you can get five slightly different variations of perspective and what that tells you is we all have different views on the world and the way that we view the world could be even shown just slightly through this mechanism called a uh, like a um, camera you know which is so interesting you know it's like oh i never would have thought of that or that's kind of interesting to go there that's that's (laughs) kind of cool to capture that but yeah is there, when you, so that you're talking about constantly evolving, is there a process in which you go through? Or do you sit there and do you do like a mind map or do you write out ideas and notes? Like you said, you do spec work and stuff. You're, sounds like you're, you're like me. You're very much in the hustle at all times.
1: Yeah. And dude, I think I've, I've always been like this where I, I just go with the wind dude and I wing it mm. and I don't like to have a plan, but mm with spec work obviously like you need a plan sometimes or most of the time and so i'm 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 constantly writing down ideas but for the most part dude like my whole lifestyle has been like w- winging it and i mean anyone that knows me can tell you that and i i kind of like it like every time i go on a trip dude even if if it's with my wife or like whoever it is like i'm like if we have a plan i'm not going like we just got to go and don't even think about it. Like if we don't have a place to stay that night, I think that's so rad. And, mm. um, I don't know. I just like figuring out things like the last minute. I, it's like very bad because my wife is the total opposite. She oh. gets so frustrated with me, dude. I bet. And yeah, so <laughs> mad. Like, do we all have all these little like <laughs> fights sure. about all the time, but I'm just like, I love winging stuff. I don't mm. know why, but I feel like that's where like all the best stuff that I've ever shot or, you know, helped produce is like, coming up with stuff like while you're like i don't know it's it's so hard for me to explain that but it's like yeah i just wing it dude and i i feel like i get really cool and really cool stuff doing that and because yeah. i never know what i'm gonna find and i hate expectations like and i hate surprises so mm.
0: i i would say that your photography it- doesn't feel the least bit contrived which is very common in in automotive photography in general it's just like oh it's another car in a sunset like very cool i can tell that that's cool that you're spontaneous because i think that um spontaneous acts like sometimes and most oftentimes yield the best photographs because they're more of the moment rather than a planned like pornographic vision of the of the Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like like I said especially with car stuff and automotive because it's so it's it's this thing that people think it's something that it really isn't but people think it's this one thing you know it's like the automotive industry I feel like they're like this cars and stuff is, is an apple but it's really a banana, you know what I mean? So, and when you capture right. when you capture the banana, if I'm using these metaphors properly, if you capture them in the most I love it. Like, raw um, state, it's it yields like these really interesting connections. I feel like I know there's like the brand Petrolicious, oftentimes hits that pretty well. Like where they, they, it's not about the object of the car; it's about the people and the person behind it because. Between the be underneath that mask of the car and the object is the person, and that's what really is the, uh, the thing we're we're obviously also very much interested in, you know. So, but I ramble right. on. But...
1: everyone knows what like a, no, <laughs> don't mm-hmm. dude, I totally get it. And everyone knows what like a. A banana or apple looks like or you know a co- like an, like a commercial car shoot looks like you know and so yeah but if you can do it different in in a way that like speaks to yourself and i mean your artistic ways like that's so much more fulfilling than me going at, like and thinking about or, or even like looking at like inspo online and being like oh i kind of want to shoot something like that but then it's just going to turn out the same way sure i don't know i i don't know i kind of like yeah like i said just just winging it. And obviously there's like a tiny bit of a plan right before, but, um, and then I just kind of go with the flow when I'm shooting. So,
0: yeah, it's all yeah. very tempting too, like when you're, especially in the, in the, in the photography realm, um, like it's very tempting to go like, Oh, that person did this. That's interesting. Let me try that. And, but then it's, it's almost like a, a, a moth to the light, you know, it's like, if you sit and look at the light too much, it'll just eat you up, you know, so you got to go out. And that's what, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like the thing I really, really adore about photography is it just gets you up, gets you out, gets you adventuring, um, gets you documenting, gets you sharing things, gets you looking at the world in a unique way. I always tell people that are interested in CGI in general, I say, just please go get a camera, you know, observe the natural world and see how you look at it. And then find ways of like manipulating that in an altered space, you know,
1: Right. And you can do the impossible. <laughs> yeah. You can do,
0: yeah. You can do a lot of weird stuff in there because, um, and especially now more than ever, it's just, um, you can really manipulate, um, our emotions without like getting lost in, in things, the tools have gotten so good, you know, so, which is really special.
2: It's so cool. That's yeah.
0: So cool. Is there a photographer or a person that you, like when you were kind of figuring your things out, is there somebody you were like, oh, I really like that. Or like a, you mentioned when we had talked, you said you love watching films and stuff. Is there a particular film that really caught your eye or like kind of like, Oh shit, there's a person that actually does this for a job. You know what I mean? Like that kind of aha moment.
1: honestly, like we were talking about this the other day, but like forever ago, it was probably like, I don't know, five, i was like i was really like i love watching music videos like solomon lichtown like he does such a cool way of like shooting implement my style in his way like especially like um the way he colors things it's just like dark and i hate the word moody but it's yeah it's super mood vibe and so i kind of like you know his work kind of like really stood out to me in the beginning and I kind of, kind of just like float off of him, and um, have like a more like cinematic feel to my my photos. And it's been really cool because you know I, I get I get messages, emails, DMs like constantly, and people say like, "Oh, dude, it looks like it feels like when I look at your photo, I feel like I'm in a video game, or, or like I can taste the dirt, or you know, I feel like I feel like I'm in that moment and so I kind of, I try to actually, I don't really try, but I, I like to have those moments in my photographs that I feel like anyone can be there at that time. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Solomon did that, did that for me early on. And uh, there's, dude, there's so many people that inspire me now. And like, you're one of them obviously. And I had this, uh, this interview the other day and, um uh, someone was like, uh, oh, who's like, so when you look the first part of mind because you do like you do this stuff and I, i'm like not, not just because we're on this call right now but um i wrote it down on the on the interview on this, but um yeah I, I i think it's just creating you don't you create things that people will be able to create ever in their lifetime and i i think that's the coolest I can look at all of your work and it's just It's it's just so mental. It's like I, I I I don't know how to even like put it into words, but it's just really cool. Well,
0: I, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Sorry, the the connections kind of poor. It keeps cutting out. So, um, but I think what I got from it is uh, you definitely like Simon's work, and I can see that. And I think that Simon's work is really pronounced and beautiful. The the way that he manages to capture the essence of a moment, you know, like, um, like, uh, there's just a, I mean, I, I know it's like Terrence Malick kind of does that as well as like capturing the essence of being there, um, almost as if the camera's not there. So like Lubeski's cinematography, his style of just being in the moment and shooting wide and just kind of capturing the breath of the actual existence of things, you know, so she like, um, like a tree of life and, revenant and that kind of stuff that kind of encapsulating essence of existing you know so i think that's oftentimes exactly. it's it's a really complicated thing i think i was just listening to um, roger and james deacon's uh, podcast called team deacons yesterday it's a really good podcast because roger deacons is uh, a living legend and it's he's a he's a, just a treasure to have in, the, in our society as a as an artisan and it's cool how open and sharing he is with his work and they were just talking about the oddities of, of how they came to be who they are, but how they just kind of kept pushing through and that their style was about like evolving the form of seeing things, which I thought was really cool. So yeah, it's, it's, I know I'm on a tangent here, but, um, I think, I think, um, when it comes to just being inspired by people, at least for me, it's, it's all about just looking at the world and then also looking inwards and doing it at the same time, you know? It's, it's really complicated dance, right. you know, it's like, yeah, how, how much, how, how are, how are you going to balance all these things with being unique, but at the same time finding that, uh, your own voice and stuff, you know? And yeah, cause I, that's one thing I was going to say. It's, I would say that's probably one of the biggest challenges I, I imagine for, for photographers in general, just because of how saturated that marketplace is to actually be authentic and unique. Um, but and it sounds like, like I'm just uh, assuming here, but it sounds like a lot of your authenticity comes from just your overall whimsy curiosity of just getting out there and doing things and seeing <laughs> what the world gives you.
1: Yeah. And dude, honestly, like being like consistent and like finding that, like, I don't know, that style that really appeals to you. That's, I feel like that's key. Anyone that like asked, asked me like, what's, what's like the number one thing that I could do to be like a better photographer or whatever. And I, I would just say, be consistent. And that, cause you know, you can go one way, you can go the other way. Like you can pick, you know, one, obviously anything really, but sticking to one thing, not necessarily pigeonholing yourself, but um, sticking to one thing and being consistent with what, is, whatever that is. Um, I feel like that's key. And you just have to find that. But mm
0: it's so like a subject
1: yeah, so matter i, I, I kind of like ju- yeah subject matter or whether that's like or whatever i just like being like super gritty and like raw feeling almost you know um and so that i just try to keep it at that kind of level not too like clean not not too dirty but it's just it's gritty enough to where i and yeah i, I mean i i'm constantly shooting in the dirt or there's water splashing on me or I'm about to die from someone about to hit me on their motorcycle or something. And <laughs> I just think that's, it's so fun to me. and it, It's, it's, it's so fun. Um, and I feel like I just hang out with like weird and crazy people too. And they bring so much creativity, even when, so that's why I like being, you know, like spontaneous is like when I'm with other people, like they're all creators in a way we just bounce things off each other and and i feel like that's another another point to where we get cool stuff as well like or just just like anything that really like speaks to me i guess but it all happens in that very moment
2: yeah
0: that fluidity yeah the fluidity and the moment of capturing the essence of, of that moment too yeah Yeah, because even like um, when you're in the moment with um, like automotive and stuff, because or being in that moment with cars and then being behind it and like catching all that kinetic energy in that moment in time, oftentimes it's a photographer is somewhat far away or disconnected from that moment. But it's also, um, I'd say a real big thing, and this is something I was talking with Ken about is like the real great thing about doing these things with the right people is you, you have to align with the the, coming from a place of like love and respect of the, of the actual art form, you know, or of the subject matter. So like cars, you have to really understand them or love them or know why they're so special in order to, to really capture them. I feel like, I mean, you could, you, you could, you could come at it from a different angle and that's fine, but I think it it helps to have a connection to these objects, you know, to really know them deeply so you can go like, oh, it's it's like snowboarding for example, like if somebody tried to take photos of uh snowboarding it might work fine if they're not a snowboarder, but like if they're a portrait artist and they start taking photos of of snowboarding that might be weird, but maybe that's actually good, but sometimes it, it yields a weird a weird resolve, you know. So
1: <laughs> you know, i guess like it's if all I were to start case. shooting weddings like oh okay. <laughs> yeah, god, yeah. yeah. no i i percent though i i i totally agree because um if, yeah if i were to go tomorrow and shoot a wedding like i would have like the bridesmaid mom want to murder me i think <laughs> my buddy ozon uh, has some funny Don't stories that about stuff.
0: that yeah my buddy ozon has some funny <laughs> stories about that like where he used to do wedding like videography and filmography and he would just do like he would do the edits and like he said he would like uh, he would like make it like an action film and then he would give it to them and they're like what is this you know like this is our wedding day and he's <laughs> this tender moment and he's so like sometimes like Uh, sometimes I think of us as artists as it's almost like the Michelangelo. I think he's the one that said this quote, like the statues in the rock. He just has to reveal it. Sometimes we go through our lives and we don't know who we actually are until we discover it, but it's inside that. So you have this object that you have to pull apart and then put yourself in there almost. And it's like, you you have to discover like, Oh, I'm not a wedding photographer. I'm this. And then I'm not this, I'm that, you know, And, and you constantly shift. But, the moment I know that I'm really becoming my own self is like when I'm in that moment where time just doesn't mean anything, you know, I'm sure you get like that when, do you get like that when you're editing or? Oh dude. And yeah.
1: And when I'm editing too, like any kind of like music too, will like, will help the style of whatever shoot that was. So it's, I don't know, like when I'm, yeah, I I feel like when I'm just like sitting down on my in front of my computer and i have a song on that i don't like i'm like not in the mood and so i always have to have like you know that nice ambient song that it, it just goes with the flow and yeah, everything starts coming together and um so I, I feel like it helps a lot in in my world but um i feel like it's a big thing actually
0: shooting so. digital do you feel that because this is the way I look at it, I, I feel like I'm two photographers. I'm, I'm a photographer out there shooting, but I'm also a photographer in my office or wherever I'm editing my photos. Do you feel that's the uh, same for you? Because that's how I when I when I really discovered editing, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I don't go, I don't do any post like effect stuff, I, but I only do the grade. But I'm like, this is so cool. It's like capturing the oh, moment. Yeah. I the, mean, the photo captures the moment, but the the grade captures the feel. If that makes sense
1: exactly and you could be shooting like you could be thinking one thing when you're you're out shooting you know on location and then come back to the editing band and then it's like oh this has way more potential than i thought or oh this is you know this is crap but um i, I totally feel you on that um and it, it dude, honestly like with the music part of the whole like or just the music aspect in general you know like when i'm editing and i i like like i said like if i have some song that's just like what is happening like uh, i'll turn it off and I'll, I'll be like so bummed or whatever like it's so weird like i'll just be like ah this is, i'm not like vibing this and i'll just like i'll go do something else because i'm really add and then i'll come back and i'll i'll be more like vibing something on you know whatever music on then and then i can sit for hours here just like in front of my computer like messing with one phone so it all depends really like what's happening surrounding me while i'm editing so, sure. um Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, awesome. I, I, that's a big one.
0: Sounds like you swing. I I swing a, a as well. It's it's like you swing from a very high and elation into like a d- d- desperate like depression almost. I don't know if that's maybe that's accurate, but do you swing a lot? Because I do.
1: Um. Yeah, I w- I would say so. I, 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 one moment I could be so hyped, you know, on on, you know. Sh- shit and i come back to the <laughs> so just you know important you know, i'm like looking at photos and I'm just like you know i'm not feeling it or whatever and then times i'm like this shoot sucks and i come back and i'm like oh this like i mean i can edit this like in another way that i didn't really feel like like i i, I don't know but yeah I, I totally i i feel you on that I, I, a That's, lot as well so
0: yeah, that's the trick, isn't it, though? Like having that optimistic kind of like, oh, okay, I think I can come back to this with fresh eyes and like manage to conquer this. Yeah, because that's, that's oh, yeah. when it gets... I think that's when it separates it. But that's it's the reason why I bring that up is because these conversations are never well at least for me they're never designed to just be like life is great and we're successful and then everybody that's listening more often than not are people that are starting out are they trying to get a grasp <laughs> on what it is to do these things and it's i always feel like it's really important to share showcase as well like how oh, there's these incredible successes but there's also years of smashing your head against the wall you know figures speak but speech but like you know the idea of like well how am I going to make it? How are these going to things going to align or this job didn't work out or so on and so forth. But the optimism I think is really the, the, the key, you know, it's like being optimistic, oh, dude.
1: you know, 110% optimism is like the best thing ever. Um, I feel like I've been like an over optimistic person my whole life, which is cool. You said because I never really thought about that, but yeah. Um, that's a really good point, dude. Like, I I love that. I, I try to never to get like too down on myself because like, especially when, dude, when I don't get a job that I'm bidding on, I get so bummed, dude. Like, mm. I will just like, I'll be, I'll be bummed, dude, for like three days, and I feel like I almost have a, like an ulcer in my stomach. I'm like, oh, I could have mm. I could have won that job, or you know, like I could have been sick for my portfolio, or you know, I was just like hyped to work with that company, yada yada yada. Yeah, but then you know, being it can be like, oh, we'll, we'll get the next one, or the, you know, that that company will come back around again for next year, or, you know, next quarter or whatever. But I don't know. You always got to look at it with like your head high and um just, I mean, keep pushing. Because that, that's another reason I love the whole, I mean, commercial industry and just photography in general. Like, dude, there's, it's so, like, like you said, it's saturated. Like. You're gonna fail, and you, and other people are gonna be like better than you, and and I think that's that's cool. I, I like the competition, like part of it. I've always been like a like a competitive person, like life, and I, I like that.
0: Yeah, I think it's very healthy to have competition, you know, and it's also healthy to feel somewhat distraught when things don't go the way that you'd like, you know, that just goes to show that you have an agenda, you know? So that just goes right. to show that you're putting effort into it. You know, yeah. I always, I get very perplexed by friends of mine who are like, Oh, I didn't make it. Oh, well, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Oh, well, you know, it's like, didn't, isn't this the reason why you did it? You know, it's like, this is the reason you get up so you can be challenged and question things and like have seek desires and accomplish goals, you know, but cause I mean, I mean, there's so many, there's, a, there's a million reasons why not to do the things that we do, but there's only one reason I, the only one true reason I see is you got to really love it. You know, you got to love it. Even when you hate it, you got to love it, you know? So it's like, there's no other right. way because <laughs> that's just, you know, sure. yeah, because it, it's, it's, it is a very competitive, especially I would say like photography is very competitive um, just because of. I think a lot of people don't see the nuances between, you know, you can tell that because there's a lot of redundancy. Um, yeah. Like, like clients don't see the, they they don't see the nuances per se, you know, maybe they do, but I, I, I I don't, it's not often where I see a, a campaign or something. I go, Oh wow. Like that was really like that was artfully accomplished, you know? So it, 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 there's there, it, there's a lot of examples but i'd say it's like maybe 50 50 where in my mind it's like oh yeah it should be like you know 100 percent. i was thinking about this whole analogy of this this machine that we work within um the machine of expectations is what i basically call it you know it's like the idea is that aaron goes out and he has this life and his experiences and these journeys and he goes and captures them and he figures out a way to develop his style and then your style gains like stock in the market of of visual language basically in the, the spectrum of society, and then a company who's bigger than both of us would go, Hey, like I wanna use you and your soul and your style, and I'm gonna pay you <laughs> x every day to do this so I could take your style and put it on my brand. I always thought it was so weird, you know like when I really break it down binary, I'm like it's kind of gross and sad, but at the same time very interesting, you know, so it's like I mean Is there any American. other way? I can't think of a better mechanism, but yeah,
1: I I can't even wrap my head around that. Until I <laughs> <thinking about it. laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, because no, that's, that's you it, you know.
0: Sure. So like, let's say like, um, Porsche saw your your awesome photos of their cars, and are like well, this is great. It's a part of our brand. Now we're going to take Aaron's soul and we're going to put it into our machine and squeeze it for all the juice, <laughs> you know? But it's, at the same time, it's a symbiotic thing because if you love Porsche, you're like, well, oh, this is great because now I get to shift and change the public's perspective through my lens, you know, which is equally as cool. So I guess it all, again, always, you know, reality is your perception and that's that's all it is really. It's just how you perceive things, you know, at the end of the
2: day.
1: Right, yeah, I, I think that's cool too. I mean, time I get a job, I c- can't thank you know the agency or the enough every time I'm you know I'm on a job because I'm just like, thanks for picking me. Why why me out of everyone else? You know, it's it's pretty cool. It's a cool feeling. Again, also it's like really, why? It's like why why me? <laughs>
0: Do you, you like, not oh, feel you, like that's what
1: you're here for?
0: Like, yeah, that's. <laughs> Do you feel like your you don't have like you, you, you have a value like system, like about val- value issue. Like, Oh, do you feel like you, you, do you have a value when you're working with clients?
1: I do. And, but like early or like, like early on stages, do you like, I would sell myself short all the time. And sure. I have like one of my best friends. You'd just be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, like you're obviously like, you're going to sh- like, you have to tell them what you're worth and you want to, you know, like, what you think you are but i never really did because i wasn't like super confident and like whatever but i mean i'm getting to a point now where it's like i know what i'm worth and 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 it's cool to see that and but i still like i'm so like grateful every single time i yeah. i get a job you know um it's really it's it's just like so like i don't know it's it's just weird that's, that's <laughs> it, it's so cool because i've been working for this for it for so long and I, like i remember like thinking you know 6 years ago like oh I would, lo- I would love to even work for honda cars or you know toyota or something and, and you know that that stuff has already happened and, and it's just so surreal and not even like in the moment but like after like even now i'm just like oh that's like that already happened, like, and I I thought about that for years, and then all of a sudden I'm like on a huge cave with 150 plus people, and uh, and I would have never thought I would have been. Yeah. I don't know, it it hurts my head thinking about it, but it's so cool when you work for something for so long for so hard, and it finally happens, and you don't even realize it in the moment, which is so funny. I don't know, it's 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 crazy to me.
0: Yeah, like when you get there, it's so I'm, almost I'm like... still
1: like I I still. Yeah, dude, it's so, so blessed to be honest.
0: That's awesome. That's a beautiful place to be, and that's a really good place, I think, because it's it's at the end of the day. Like I said, I think it's there's so many reasons um not to, but the moments, the things to do it for is great, and especially if you can come from a place of like love and 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 uh, and like feeling blessed and thankful. I think that's that's really that's such a that's such a powerful place to be. And your career as of now do you feel like you've arrived where you want to be?
1: Um, no, not yet. Where's that and, place? Is, you know is, what that is, looks like? Dude, I don't, um, like <laughs> another spontaneous thing, but uh, I'm kind of winging it, but I'm I'm not winging it now as much as I am normally when I shoot, but like I'm winging it in a sense of like, uh, I, I like the progression and I want to see where, what else I can do in, in this industry you know for like for instance like we've been talking about potential like collaboration i think that would be you know something like next level for my career and i think it's really cool and i have a lot to learn and and i I, that's why i like it because i want something new and i want to like collaborate with some someone has like a a mind like no one else and i i think that's where uh, that's probably i don't know why like that uh, i don't know i i haven't like picked or anything which is cool and i, I want to keep like that i just want to keep uh, climbing the ladder i guess and yeah work yeah. yeah harder and and progress i guess
0: yeah that's great yeah because it's like almost like i always fear that arrival feeling you know it's like the moment I feel like you, you feel like you've arrived is the moment you stop learning. The moment you stop learning is the moment you, you just basically atrophy, you know. Because like the creative soul needs yeah. all of the nourishment of like constant adventures and trying new things and being curious. Again, this is as people know that listen to the show and have for years. It's like this is all my opinion, <laughs> you know. It's like I have no facts or anything that backs right. this up, other than just you know my opinion of all these interviews and, and and data that I've acquired from reading about Da Vinci and all these kind of wild people. So, but yeah, I find that the most <laughs> curious people are the ones that yield the most interesting bounty through their life. And yeah, but I'd say there's, there's stages to it. Right. I would say like as uh, an amateur photographer would look at your work and go like, well, that's, that's another stage, you know, and I go, okay. And then you're looking at your almost in your abstract moment where you're like, Oh, I think this would be interesting if we start pushing the boundaries with these, like these familiarities that I have and trying new things, you know, and that, that usually comes from aligning with other people, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's cool too, because like you, you like they're like the photographers that are just starting, like I've been there and so I know what it's like and yeah. it's cool to like give someone feedback or like what they shouldn't and should do kind of thing. And I don't know, it's like super joyous for me like tell even like friends of mine that are like starting out with photography I I love like helping them out and I like bring like all the homies on on jobs to assist me and like I I, like I mean whatever the assist part means but I just love having people on learning and because I'm learning too and but I just like helping other people out because so many people have helped me out and I think that's great you know
0: so that's beautiful yeah it's true and I think that that um because sometimes i keep myself like my my tools and the things that i've acquired very like just to myself or to a very tight knit of close collaborators but it's oftentimes just because people i think more so nowadays are like hey what button did you push you know and i feel like oh, you're missing the point here you know it's like um whenever i would post up photography i'm sure you get this as well like what camera do you use what lens do you use which valid questions right very valid um but 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 the thing is is is, um and i know people and friends who've they're like okay cool i'm getting photography they get like the the best gear and it just sits on the shelf they take pictures in their house and it's like well that's not the point is it it's like the point is to get out and use it it's like save that thousand dollars on the lens and like take a trip and go adventure and i think photography for me was always like the adventure of discovery of showing the world through your lens. You know, it's like, how do I see all these things? And I remember the moment that I found my favorite focal length. What a great moment that was! I was like, holy shit, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, same. <laughs> For the longest time, I was shooting with like a thirty-five mil, and as much as I love that, I was like, God, what is all this shit? I don't want all this shit in my photo, you know. And I, and I didn't realize what it was, and I, and then I, when I got this seventy to two hundred Canon lens i was like oh i love telephotos because it's like designing you can just crop in naturally in the world and you're like okay i want this i want that i don't want this i want this and i was like this is great and then the more comfortable i got with telephotos the wider i went so i went backwards i was like ah this is interesting it kind of is almost like i I had to go tight to go further back you know so yeah but yeah, it's uh
1: you 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 bring up a great point though like i love i love that dude like finding your favorite focal point like yeah. i love that because mine's literally the same thing i love like a shallow depth of field and like using telephotos like i'm the same way 70 200 is like the best freaking lens ever it's you know, really good for add extenders on i don't know yeah
0: yeah dude, I have- it's so good I have a the seventy to two hundred. I miss photography so much. This freaking COVID shit is driving me bonkers. But I have a <laughs> seventy two hundred, and I have the two x um extender, so it takes it to four hundred. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of distortion and 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 stuff. It's it's Canon glass. Canon, in my opinion, some of the best. Um, but it's so competitive now. It's really great. Like Sigma Art series is really epic for photography. If you want that ultra crisp, like ultra ultra crisp. Um, and then I have the like Sigma, um, one fifty to 600 with the two X adapter on that too. So I can go out to 1200. That's a lot of fun. It's like That's so nice. bonkersville and it just creates this gnarly compression on things too. So talking about this gets yeah. me all like hyped up. I say, like, oh, I
1: gotta go shoot. <laughs> I mean, Dude. Yeah, it's all sitting
0: there on the shelf, like looking at me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let's go shoot your Raptor. I'm coming down to LA next week. So we should just go do something. we need to
0: do something. Yes. Yeah, we
1: need to do something. Also, Sigma lenses are like, you know, half the price of like yeah. a, you know, Canon lens, which is so, and I, I honestly feel like Sigma lenses are way better. They're yeah, way more sharp.
0: It all depends. I, this is good. This is actually really good for us to talk about gear too. I know I'm not a big gear talking guy, but I, I'm i super gear nerdy. So, cause I, yeah. do, I do a ton of research and shit. Define what I love, you know, but, um, this is good, actually a good point. Cause like, yeah, the Sigma art series from what I've, I usually what I do is I rent a lens from like lens rental or something just to, I'll get it in my hands for like three to four days. Uh, and, and I'll only use it when I know I have a shoot or something and I'll just hammer the shit out of it. I'll run it through all the paces, which is me just, just blasting through it for the, sure the sigma stuff is yeah like i mean i i really i would say in debate to canyon canon canon is color science and their lens coding is really f- phenomenal um but they're some of their lenses have uh, like atrocious aberrations and shit so yep. yeah yeah as you i'm sure you're knowing and that's that's really hard when it comes to post work because you have these fringes that you have to account for and it's quite a headache um but yeah so do you do you do you play with the Sigma art series or what's a, what's like your, your favorite arsenal? I'm sure there's quite, quite a bit, but.
1: Um, dude, I like, I feel like my, what's that? Are you
0: always searching for it?
1: Yeah. And dude, like the stuff that I shoot too, like it, it, uh, it contains a lot of shit flying through the air. And so (laughs) I, dude, I've broken so many lenses last, just this last year, man. Like, I probably broke, like, five lenses. Wow. And, you know, not uh, not intentionally, obviously, but... You don't um, put, like, a UV, I, UV
0: shield on there or what?
1: No, I do. I do every time, and I use, like, plexiglass and, like, whatnot, but I don't know. There's just, <laughs> like, there's instances where it's, like, you can't avoid that moment, and which is fine, Yeah. but you, like, pay the price. And so I, I have, like, four broken lenses on my shelf right now that no. I just need to get... I need to go get fixed, but it's not, like, even, like, a crazy bad, like, break. It's, like... So where like, I can't even like put the thread on the camera, mm. the body itself. And cause like the lens attachment is just like <laughs> dent or, um, I don't know. There's just, there's like a whole list of things that have gone wrong. But, um, when I saw you, I think you fun. sent me
0: a video of you doing a, a donut and your Raptor and your buddy just got sprayed by it, just like blasting away. And I was like, just cracking up. I was thinking to myself, I don't know if I could do that. Like with my gear, I could I'd rent it and do that, but I don't know if I could yeah. do it to my own gear. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it was funny. Cause I think I sent you a video of uh, Larry, Larry Chen's uh, wrapping his crazy $400,000 lens up. You know? And I was like, I was like, I wonder if Aaron does this. If it's he doesn't, so he should. <laughs> yeah. Cause that video is pretty funny. Yeah, I
1: definitely don't do that. But <laughs> I love, love it, dude. yeah, but I guess I, I feel like, dude, and I rent it, so I rent. Well, sorry, go for it.
0: No, no, go ahead. You said you rent lenses.
1: Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so when I rent lenses, dude, like I rented this lens, like a, a few lenses the other day for the shoot, and I, I dropped it back off to the lens rental place, and I was shooting shooting in the dirt, but I didn't even like. I didn't even think twice about checking the lenses because, like, oh yeah, they're they're fine. I I wasn't getting too close, but as all three lenses were covered in dirt, and I'm like, oh, where were you? I was like, oh, like I was just shooting in the in the dirt, like some other stuff, and they start like going through like the, you know, like zooming. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so sorry. Like, just give me like a cleaning. Like, my bad. I didn't even like. I didn't even think twice to like blend because everything that I own is covered in dirt it's, or it's like a different <laughs> color you know
0: <laughs> well you use your gear which is good I'm uh, you not know? uh,
1: maintaining my stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I say see, like, my camera's so bashed up
0: because <laughs> usually when I go out to do a shoot and then I come back home I leave all the stuff in the bag until like I can go and take I have this whole mat and I like take all my gear out and then I have like an air can and I blast it and clean it and like dust it all off i put it away nicely yeah because it's <laughs> yeah but i'd imagine it's probably different for you which i i really admire because i I'm, I'm so ocd <laughs> I, I can't do that i'm always like oh crap i gotta like you know make sure this thing is you know perfect you know so which it never is but and
1: on it <laughs> i wish i would i was like how you are because, i don't think so i
0: think it'd be i think it would ruin your photos honestly i think you'd get too <laughs> you get too precious and you wouldn't want it to get destroyed or something you know
1: so. uh, actually you're you're right So, like some people like will like send me like you know videos or something like oh like is this like how you got that shot and they're like way further away than like you i would have ever been you know from <laughs> that subject and i'm like no you gotta be like really like you gotta have like the tire rubbing on your rub it on your shoulder or something Um, (laughs) but yeah you're you're right it's it's kind of funny i don't don't know how i like want like want to like die every time i try to shoot like a moving subject but it's, (laughs) it's it's more fun for me
0: yeah i would imagine and also i think it's it just adds to like your own style like you knowing like oh this is this is really cool. If I got really close, it would actually be even cooler. And if I go really wide, it would actually do this. And if I color grade it like this, it'll feel like that, you know, which is cool. You know, it's like all of those things combined, which is a lot of fun, but yeah. Um, let's see back to gear.
1: I, uh, <laughs> well, you, it's, it's funny you say that too, because I've, I've seen, um, some like CGI photos where, you know, the dust is coming off right from like the rear of the car but the camera's right there I'm like how did they do this you know and like <laughs> and so i just want to like do that on my own but i'm like obviously like cgi would be way better <laughs> but
0: nah, yeah man. So I'm you're just... doing it right you're doing it right now i i, I think so that's my opinion yeah
1: <laughs> Oh, you're too nice.
0: do you have a brand of like camera that you're familiar with that you enjoy and there's there a reason why that you like to shoot with that particular brand
1: um, so I'm not like biased or anything, but like I've just, I've owned Canon for like as long as I can remember. I mean, my first camera was a Nikon. Mm. Uh, I think it was like a D 80 or something, but I like the, how like weatherproof Canon is and how like indestructible they are. Like my, I've had like three Mark three cameras, five D Mark three cameras, and they've been like fully submerged in the water without a housing. And like, they still work fine. Like I, <laughs> and, which is sick, and I love, like, the bulkiness of my 1DX, and yeah. I-, I love, like, feeling something in my hand, you know, as opposed to, like, shooting with a Sony or something, but...
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cannons, they're brutal. They're this, like, big thing. I remember shooting with cannons, and then I went to Sony, and I was like, oh, yeah, the Sony's nice, because it's, like, you can just... I I like the incognito like street photography style. Like you could just kind of hide it and then move around through like voyeuristic, you know, but the Canon cameras are just like, Holy shit. This is like, this is a legit mechanism here. You know, it's like this like double grips and (laughs) all this extra stuff and all the buttons are easy to access and stuff. It's, it's cool to have, well, in my opinion, I I love the marketplace because they're all competing so hard for our, our love and attention, you know? And it's like, we are the ones that benefit from that that war that they create, you know? So it's like, oh, this is interesting. But it, it, it there are some stark differences between the brands. It's cool. It seems like Canon's starting to step into the game again in a big way when it comes to, like, features. I feel like they got really comfortable because they basically owned the, the world <laughs> for a while there when the 5D oh, came real? out, and they just kind of like, oh, okay, well, like, see you later, everybody. And then, um, in my opinion, I feel like Sony's really been crushing it with just the features but <clears throat> um fujis uh, a friend of mine shoots at fujis and i mean this is fuji's such a the shit they're pretty i was really blown away by the color space like the color science because in my opinion i feel like canon's raw color space data is is the best in the game in my opinion right i think Nik- nikon I used to be pretty close but then f- when i saw fuji i was like holy shit like wow, they're color science. I mean, to me, it's like, and I know you didn't know this and would probably agree. It's just like they, at the, at a point they're all sensors. That's all the same shit. Then the thing that you right. were, were getting at is like when you shoot raw, you're not really ever shooting raw. You're shooting through the, 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 the data basically. Well, unless you're with mirror or in film, you know, but there's, there's a, there's a, there's data that goes through and the, every company has a proprietary way of like processing color and light. And, um, some are better than others. And that's not even a, and that's not an opinion. It's a true thing. It's like Sony's color science is dog shit. Unless you fix it, you're it really, ba- <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. It's like yellowy and gross. Oh, I
1: hate it, dude. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. But you can yeah.
0: change that and fix it. And, and I use this one called EOS HD, I think, to adjust the color space internally in the gamma or the, the, the data basically when it shoots raw so that it, Gives you more, it gives you a closer version to the Canon, which not to say Canon's the best one. So it's, but this is like the ultra uber nerdy shit that I just fell into when I was going into, okay, why does this camera suck for this part? But it's amazing for other things. Whereas like the Sony is incredible for. Um, dynamic range it's like you could shoot and you're like oh i think i overexposed and you just go into lightroom and you just go oh look all this data is still here this is great (laughs) you know Um, yeah yeah, sony's are amazing and i have a a, we use this to shoot our the star wars film i have a black magic 6k and that thing is sick dude The, the
1: black magics are dope
0: yeah the color science is incredible um, like it's it's like a baby Ari Alexa in my opinion. That's what I I was calling it. So it's got a a tremendous, really good color science, tremendous range, a lot of data, and it's six K. It's like crazy. And through my anamorphic rig set up on there, and it's like went to town on that. So yeah, <laughs> epic. Never ending. so epic. I'm, yeah.
1: I, I love people like you that will just research that, so I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. But I I like
0: it. It's top secret sauce. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um. That's cool. I, I mean, I, I when I see your... I mean, I, a lot of car photographers I know... I think my buddy Web Bland, I think Webb uses Sony now. But um, I know Larry uses Canon. Um and I know that once you're comfortable and familiar with Canon, it's, like, really hard to go away from it because they do have such a feel to their gear. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have, a, they have a soul to it. And I think it... Uh- really fits with what you shoot though i think it's 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 like built for th- that kind of photography in my opinion
1: yeah for sure and i did honestly like i've been shooting a lot with the nikon d850
0: like okay.
1: a, a lot actually mm-hmm. um just when i shoot like more of the commercial stuff obviously just because the the megapixels are higher and uh, it's not like as fast as like the 1dx but obviously the uh the picture is just bigger and yeah. i don't know more data but I, I like yeah i like that camera a lot actually so i'm i'm not opposed to using nikon or you know i or sony but i'd rather not use sony i just like i like nikon and canon probably equally i think so. it's
0: just a familiar place and i think it's like it's like what we talked about earlier like when you find what focal length you like the most like how you see the world compressed you know i think it's the yep. same thing with like well i like this color space and i'm not willing to like because like my buddy Ozan, we both had Sonys and he was like, this is all dog shit, this and that. And we have, now we both have 6K uh, Black Magics, but he's the kind <laughs> of guy that bounces around a lot. He would jump from one brand to the other because he's always curious about like what that one brand does. But he has a XT, I forget this, the Fuji X-T3, I think. That thing is a like any- sick little camera, man. That thing is sick.
1: Uh yeah, Fuji amazing. Yeah. They're stepping up their game.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like the cool.
1: Lamborghini of all... I feel like of the the camera world, like <laughs> that new GFX is so sick. And it's like, yeah. I mean, it's a third of the price of like, you know, a Hasselblad or whatever. So
0: yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you shot with Hasselblad stuff before?
1: I have not, dude. Oh. And yeah. I'm I mean, always I, curious. Auto, any automotive photographer would probably make, be making fun of me right now, but I've never shot with anything Hasselblad, but uh, media format the, stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've done the GFX hundred a few times and that that camera is so gangster i love it yeah
0: what's a megapixel on that thing it's like massive right
1: it's like 101 or something (laughs) like that
0: you could do multi-crops you know it's like you (laughs) take one photo and get 10 out of it
1: yeah (laughs) dynamic range is insane it's cool
0: that's my biggest that's really why i jumped away from canon because the dynamic range just wasn't there for me and i was like uh because i really love I think I think if we go back to like discovering what you love is like I'd watch like No Country for Old Men and I'd be like oh fuck you know like look at all that data and that information because I think they were shooting oh. digital but I think they might have been shooting film on that one actually or I'll just like that watch Fight Club so or something good. you know yeah it's a yeah. No Country for Old Men in my opinion is probably one of the most perfect films. I would
1: agree with you. It's so very biased. I've
0: watched that film so many times that film and like alien. I watch alien a lot. Like there's just certain films that I could just sit and watch and and every time I watch it go, Oh wow. are visually like visually incredible is blade runner. The first blade runner. Even the second one's got some incredible visuals, but like if you if you sit down and really watch the, the photography cinematography of, I think it's Cronenworth that did that one. Um, But if you watch, just that just sit down and like when's the last time you watched blade runner the first one
1: oh, dude it's been a, a hot minute
0: oh dude okay i strongly advise try to find a copy or something and just watch like a little scene just watch it and just look at the photography in there it's i'm going to watch it tonight it's send me screenshots and like excited text as you usually do because i'm (laughs) you're gonna be you're gonna be like yeah because if it's been a while this is actually gonna be really cool because i'm sure your eye has grown since the last time you watched it and when you just sit there and you go like whoa where's the light coming from and how did they control it like that and that's so brilliant and if you think about it it's yeah that film um i could sit there and watch that film forever it's a master class study in in cinematography it's incredible visually it's incredible flawless visu- visual film flawless
1: dude i'm watching i'm watching that tonight before Sick. yeah even like, like i
0: said it's like it's, it's 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 an interesting film it's a film of its era so it's not a perfect film by no means but i think its flaws are actually its strengths in my opinion and it's got like Just so much breath. It's got such great things to it. So, yeah, (laughs) I'm
1: excited to see something. Yeah, I'm overhyping it, but I
0: don't care. It's awesome. So, but yeah, is there is there other? I mean, why I went on that segue is when I started really studying this. I remember it was a really unique moment. I was sitting there with my buddy Anthony. We were in Amsterdam and we were in the DI suite and we were grabbing. We were in Resolve and we were grabbing. He was grabbing images. We were, I think, we were doing like a temp grade on some footage we had shot or, or was shot, and uh, we were looking at the footage data that was coming from the red camera, and then we were looking at the histogram and all this data that was there, and then we we grabbed a still, the highest res still that we could from, from Alien, um, and then we put it on and we looked at the data. The data was so massive in comparison, and it was a it was a prime example to me. Like, no matter what, if we can see it or not the more data that's there, the more our minds and our eyes attracted to it. And it was a big, it was a big, like, okay, that's it. I have to find camera that has the most data. <laughs> and I will give you the most data uh, as, as I can. You <laughs> know? Sure. So, um, but I mean, it's, it's, it, that's just, that's just an example. Cause I also love black and white photography too. So it's like, oh, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Dude.
1: Black and white photography is so good. It's so raw. I, I love it do you,
0: I notice that too. I, I know you've done some of your, your grading style, which I love. And I like to go in that realm too, is like very desaturated and muted. And you like, you know, you shift the highlights into like the warmer tones and all that kind of fun stuff. Do you, uh, sometimes I go, Oh, this would be so much better in black and white. But then I go, uh, people in general just wouldn't understand it. You know, it's like, uh, crap. You know, it's like, I don't know. Do you have that? Cause I noticed you do a lot of color as well.
1: Yeah, I, I did. I obviously love, you know, desaturated look for sure. But, um, all, you know, honestly, on honest, almost every photo I edit, I always do it black and white first just to see how it looks because I, I love black and white. I mean, simple as that, but um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good way of putting it. People just don't get it or like they'll just be like, oh, I could have done that black and white. It's so easy. But it's <laughs> it means it means something different when you're when you're actually like editing it or even if like, you know, premeditatedly when you're shooting, it's like, I want to shoot this black and white, you know, mm-hmm. I, I always do that, which is, is cool. So,
0: yeah, I feel like, I think that the, the thing with black and white, in my opinion is it's, if people might look at it and think it's easy, but the real masters of black and white are actually better than the color peeps because they distill down and they know that they're limited. So they, f- they actually shoot, in a whole different way, they just still down. And I was listening to, a, there was a quote that I had from um, Da Vinci, which was uh, um, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And it's, it's so beautiful. You know, it's like simplifying things down to just get to the core of it. That's actually the ultimate s- sophistication, you know, because like, With color, you can, like, go do so many things and push moods and go, like, wear this and that. And this is the emotion here and that. But when you go black and white and when you remove the emotion and you're not using that as advice to actually tell your story, it's like, wow, this is powerful stuff, you know. So
1: (laughs) This is tight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Stuff that's interesting. And, um, do you do any kind of like projections of where you want to be? I know you mentioned that you like to go and you're whimsy and stuff, but you're also a family man get some to get some kiddie, kiddos and stuff. Do you think about, well, in five years I want to do this and this and this and that, or do you kind of, are you still just enjoying the ride and do you feel like you're going to forever just enjoy that ride and keep going like that?
1: Um, oddly enough, dude, like I've been getting to more like, um, consumer products and like, I love giving myself a challenge and like, cause I don't know anything about consumer products uh, uh, other than like, I'm a consumer. And so I like, I'm like constantly thinking of like things I could possibly like, you know, design or what I could, uh, you know, if I could start a cool company that would, you know, be like uh, something like meaningful to me down the road. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm constantly thinking of like other stuff, other than photography which is it's fun and i have a couple friends here in in salt lake that i'm working with and i don't know i i want to either have like a really cool production house like later down the road with like all the homies and we we work with like like some of the best creators and and you know people in the industry and then i i want to be able to have like a like a consumer product company that I like stoked about and you know, stoked on. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm kind of doing like little things here and there, but nothing too much. So
0: nice. Well, it's good to, I mean, I'm just curious cause some, some people like myself, I used to project a lot, but I don't as much because I feel like perhaps I'm trying to get more in tune with the way that you're doing it, which is, let the bliss of the moment kind of catch catch you. And as long as you're in that pocket of joy and like celebrating like the rawness of creativity, then what else do you want? You know? Like it's almost like right. you're at the buffet and you're really hungry. It's like, Okay, you only have so much room on this plate, like what are you gonna put on there? You know? It's like
2: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you can't you know, only over- eat so much
0: yeah yeah because you overdose you know on the on the on the on the on the art you know so <laughs> which yields to leads to burnout and stuff too so but
1: i'm like king of burning out <laughs> like yeah i, okay, I, was I, ask you I get that. burned out so fast hmm. yeah i think i mentioned that earlier too like um how do you I, recover like, from i that? am how do i recover uh dude, like honestly, like going and doing something outside of whether that's shooting or like mountain biking or even riding my dirt bike. Like I'm, I'm every time I ride my dirt bike, I'm thinking of, you know, what I could do next or how I could be <laughs> un, unbummed and, you know, keeping that optimistic vibe flowing. It's, it's really cool. Like being on like a, a two wheel machine, like gets me so stoked and I could be like feeling so bummed and I hop on my motorcycle and I'm like, i'm like revived so yeah That dopamine I mean, it's really easy smash. for me to like yeah. exactly <laughs> i'm like really easy to like recover from something like that which is i i feel like i'm lucky yeah for that because i have a bunch of friends that will be bummed for months or mm. or still haven't recovered and and i don't know i i i recover fast
0: that's awesome it is a blessing but it also is uh designed too you're like oh like I could be like you said, sitting here and 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 not being able to process this. But you're like, oh, I have this mechanism. That's a bike. I had that with my NSX. It's like I would get in my NSX and I would just go rip it up the mountain and come back like, oh, okay, well, nothing else matters, I guess. It's like a re- <laughs> it's like a primordial lizard brain reset. It's like all the dopamine drop and then all the, uh just everything kind of goes, basically. Um, that's the beauty of machines, I feel like, because they're so primal. And that's, anytime anybody's like, oh, I'm not a car person, this and that, I go, oh, like... You are, everybody is, you just don't know that that you aren't, you know, like you don't know what you're missing, you know, which is fine because right. I, I always tell my friends too. They're like, oh, maybe I'll get a car, get into cars. Like, no, don't do it. It's the worst thing ever because <laughs> it's going to cost <laughs> you for an arm and a leg and it's going to always let you down. You know, it's like. It's funny because my wife and I, we both got some very special vehicles that we're both very happy to have. And my wife is usually just kind of like, eh, like whatever about her cars. But this is a very special one she got. And she was like there was, um, just like little blemishes that happened recently. And she just like was so bummed. And I, and I looked at her and I, (laughs) I said, we've been together for 10 years. And I said, you see, after 10 years now, you feel that feeling. I've been feeling that for 10 years when you care about something so much (laughs) that it destroys your day. And it's not even, it's not, it's an insignificant thing to normal people, you know, and that's the, that's the irony of it, you know? So
1: but, well, and that car you guys just got is, is amazing obviously um yeah dude, it's, it's something happened to me actually yesterday on my truck dude like all of a sudden bro like all of my sensors went off and my power steering went out like instantly and so
2: i was <laughs> no. no. so bummed
1: i'm like oh i kind of i kind of knew this would happen because i've just been rallying the shit out of my truck lately and <laughs> no but i i didn't think it was all just gonna like take a dump on me in like in literally like one minute you know yeah and oh, no. so now it's like i'm like so beyond bummed right now and i, uh, I hit up the guy i bought my my truck from and he's like dude anyways he, he's he's basically like really cool and he's like i know a guy that can fix it um and yeah so anyway, i'm getting it resolved but i'm like still I'm like uh, kind of pissed at myself
0: that's a bummer but yeah you do rail the shit out of your truck so yeah (laughs) yeah but you like my buddy aaron has a raptor too and he you guys both just run that and you're driving it as it should just like your gear like you're using your camera gear as you should i I, i've i've had mine but i got my truck right before the COVID thing happened so i haven't been able to really go out and enjoy it but i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna enjoy it in layers basically i'm gonna it's uber clean. Like I think I showed you, it's got it got fully wrapped oh, yeah. in that protection film. So that's I got that all done, and it's actually a very very clean truck. Because a um, family friend that I bought it from, he's had six of them already, and he buy he oh basically gosh. buys them, drives them to thirty five, and then gets rid of them. But he was like liquidating everything because he was building his house in Malibu or something. It was crazy expensive. So he's trying to get rid of all his stuff just to kind of finish the build. And I swooped in and I was like, here you go. Get, I'll give you the money. And then, um, and it was great cause it came from a family friend, but he never took it off off roading, never took it in the dirt. And I can trust him because he's a family friend, you know, I've known him since I was a kid. Sure. So, so that was really cool. So, but I am looking forward to many adventures. We were supposed to, my wife and I were supposed to go up to Utah to celebrate our tenure. um, last month and uh obviously uh the the bat thing happened so um
1: <laughs> yeah congrats by the way 10 yeah. years that's thank, so gnarly
0: thank you how long have you guys been together for
1: um in december it will be eight
0: there you go that's 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 congrats as well shit man and you got two little kiddos right
1: oh yeah you oh, got man. kids too it's crazy
0: yeah yeah i would also say like for because this is also another big co- topic in conversation and on this podcast, but just in general where people are like, how do you manage to a, be a passionate creative, to be volatile and emotional and like sensitive to all these things. Like you said, like the, like the feeling of like, ah, oh, we didn't lend that bid or this didn't happen the way I wanted to. And then how do you deal with that? And then you, you have your little one and they're, they're like, Hey, you still got to leave all of that for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: and I, and I don't care what your day was like. I, and the most important thing, you know, how how do you manage that? You must, your, your wife must be obviously very patient, supporting, I'm sure. So
1: Dude, my wife's a champ, man. Like I'm, I mean, I travel like, well, not right now, but I mean, I'm gone usually two to three weeks out of the month and
2: Damn.
1: she's here with two, two little kids. who are the same got family her support just out like, there. You got family. Yeah, we do. Luckily. Yeah. yeah. But these, I mean, twins are just like, uh. they're, they're mad dogs, you know? <laughs> um, but, I haven't really figured out the whole like <laughs> dealing with the two, like, you know, work and kids thing right now. But like, this is the longest I've been home since we had the kids. And on, dude, I, I'm like, I wish I could never go back to work right now. Cause this is like the best thing ever. Like spending like mm. every day, all day with the, with the girls. It's like, it's so freaking fun, dude. That's I, beautiful. I love it. I I didn't want kids before we even had kids. And mm. I mean, this was obviously an accident (laughs) so but now dude it's like i wouldn't change it for the world you know so yeah that's a that's really fun
0: it's pretty common i only have like a couple of my friends who planned it and like made it happen most of the time it's just like oh okay well here it is you know it's like this is happening but yeah i think that's that's a really beautiful outcome that came from COVID. i think is is coming from COVID is is um I was talking about this with my therapist too. It was because this has like been a hot topic, obviously, of discussion. Because I'm like trying to process all this madness, but when I try to also think about all the really great positive things, um, but that's one of them. I think is people are finding their family again, whether they love them or not, they can find that again and, and come and confront it because there's no running away from it. You know, uh, exactly. And it's it's actually really kind of a beautiful thing. You know, it's like a lot of connection. Um, i look at like you know like yourself or like even ken like ken block he's always traveling and stuff and it's cool because like his kids they probably love in that dad's home all the time you know i imagine he wants to go and rip his car around the world and stuff (laughs) (laughs) but but um i mean it's like all the busy people i know they're basically having to put a pause on their lives and to go like oh shit like why am i doing all that again okay yeah, it's for these. It's for these people here, you know. And I, I mean, I've, I, my wife and I, we've been working together. She's been a producer. We've been working together for six or seven years now. So we were very That's close, awesome. and we've been working together for a long time. But yeah, I mean, so we've, we're basically in the same house all the time. But I can imagine when we first started to do that, it was, there was a lot of learning curves. So I'm sure that there's a lot of learning oh, curves dude. going on with everybody, but yeah, the reset's compromising. Crazy, <laughs> Tons of compromising, <laughs> sure. tons of compromising, but yeah, that's all life really is. When, especially when it comes to marriage, it's like, Oh wow. Like there's a world outside of my selfish desires, you know? So it's like,
1: yep. <laughs> and I, that, I can't be e- egocentric anymore. Uh, whatever that is. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, but it sounds like uh, in the normal, time outside of this pandemic or the pandy um that you've you (laughs) are usually very busy so it's i imagine there's no such thing as a balance really it's just kind of like get it when you got it and keep moving i guess i would imagine so
1: yeah and i feel bad for my wife because it's so much stress on her but yeah we have family out here and like there's a lot of support but she she, like, I don't know, someone needs to give her an award or, you know, or like, I don't even know. It's it's hard. One it, of my friends had triplets um, a long time ago, but I don't know how anyone could deal with triplets um, unless you had, like, two more nannies or something looking after the other girls, so...
2: Yeah. Well, it's mother's
0: it's mother's this day this Sunday, so there you go. There's an award day for her. So yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well I always feel like too behind every great person is another great person, you know, and it's like all the great people I know, they could never be the people they are, especially artists could not be the people they are without the 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 love, support, and praise of other people, whether it be their mom, dad, sister, sibling, wife, husband, there's it always seems to be that way. It's like, "Oh wow, you're great. I wonder how that's possible. Oh, you have an incredibly selfless person that's backing your every move." Like, "Wow." <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But there. Yeah, cause, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah it's,
1: it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, dude. I lo- I love the whole family aspect of the, you know, life. <laughs> it's sick.
0: Your kids are what? Like, you said a couple years, 2,
1: 3? they're a year and a well oh, yeah, they're young, ni- young. 19 months there'll be two in august
0: oh yeah super young okay do you feel like there was a change in your approach in psyche before being a dad and then post dad did you feel because I, I had a major change for me but like a massive one but did you have um that?
1: yeah like I, I feel like i did i mean i'm constantly just thinking about them it's it's really weird and i mean it's not weird but it's weird to me because before i would think about like um i don't know just not i mean not kids obviously but now i like (laughs) i i mean i even bought like a gun just barely because i'm like i feel like because i'm i'm home i mean i'm gone a lot my wife's home alone so i bought her like something to protect the, like them and herself when i'm gone you know like i never would have bought a gun in my entire life because i don't really care for guns but um anyways yeah, yeah So it's an odd there's time some weird yeah. yeah there's weird stuff going on but um uh, it's it's cool
0: how is uh, it up there in utah it seems like i mean utah is a pretty rad state for the most part i feel like people are pretty family centric and um yeah it's but,
1: super family centric up yeah. here because it's like really lds based you know and um that's kind of the whole like a moral of of mormonism is just like it's cool it's like mormon like being mormon it's like it's they teach you like only family stuff it's really cool and it's kind of like because i'm lds but i don't practice really but i Mm -hmm. do believe in god and like and i believe in the gospel and stuff but i'm not gonna get in the religion but Sure. Anyways, let's talk about religion. Is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But family's a huge part of the religion, which is really nice.
0: Yeah. I had um, a couple of my really close friends growing up were um, LDS or Mormon. I don't know that. Did, yeah. Because I grew up non-religious. But um, yeah, it's, it's that was one thing I really loved and admired about them. And I always like appreciated just like, oh, wow, like families are such a – are so – they are so pivotal to just everything it's like you know family is everything and i always always appreciated that like because i feel like more than ever um family like the concept of family is is basically like under attack at all times almost you know it's like (laughs) Yeah. Um, more ne- more so now than ever because there's a big pivotal shift in the psyche of just everything it's always shifting you know so but one of those those big things is happening which just like kind of a an attack on god or religion i'm not religious but I, and i also don't think it's right i don't judge it's like as long as you're you know healthy and and taking care quality care of yourself and those that you love it's like I can't judge yeah it's like that's wrong of me so but it's, it's sure. but it's a really beautiful thing like when it really aligns and actually is like used in a pure way which is like from love and from like a great beautiful place you know so but that's all opinionative and suggestive and just as complicated <laughs> as trying to explain why a painting is better than a photograph or something it's like <laughs> oh it doesn't really matter you know so but um, no, that's awesome. That's cool because it probably helps a lot with allowing you to be who you are too. It's just like embracing you and your skill set, you know, which is really cool. So,
1: yeah, and and the whole family is like super supportive of my job too, which is obviously a good thing. Yeah, so if, you if need if it, that. If it weren't for that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now
0: yeah yeah because family is so important and that's why I, I, that's what i was saying i feel like so many people that i know and just people in general were just in this massive rat race especially like in the hollywood industry it's just like turn and burn rip and go you know it's like so this incredible stop is actually it's yield a lot of great things and that's one of them i'm hoping that people in general are, are, are reconnecting with themselves and going like why am i doing what i'm doing here you know is there a better way to do this you know and you know, should I try this instead of that and maybe approach this at this angle? And, you know, in a perfect scenario, once this all passes, um, I mean, obviously the world's never going to be the same, but if, and when it comes back, um, is there a scenario in which you'd like to, things to play out for you and your family?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to move from my home and <laughs> in, into another home. And I mean, I don't want to do that now, obviously, cause I don't know if anyone's like really looking to buy a house but that's like one thing we were trying to do right before this whole thing happened. We were going to, uh, we were going to pack all our stuff up and move to Hawaii for like a little bit. And I really wanted to do that. And we wanted our kids to grow up, um, you know, on the beach and, you know, growing up on the sand and whatnot, but oh man! so hopefully, yeah, dude, like I grew up there in which Island. Oh, you did. That's sick. Um, Oahu.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, Oahu has a lot to offer.
1: Where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in Oahu, Lanai, Maui, and the Big Island. I lived on four dude. islands. Yeah, my favorite That's is Kauai though. Sick. Kauai is really. Have you been to Kauai before?
1: No, dude. I've only been to Hawaii twice. I went to Maui and Oahu, oh. and yeah. I'm so bummed I haven't been more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, eventually, it sounds like it's on the the agenda. My wife and I, um, uh, yeah, we're gonna probably move out to Maui once our daughter goes off to school. I think we'll probably do Maui, and then um, we love Japan. My wife's half Japanese, so we'll probably end up spending, oh, spend, spending time in Japan too. So living there for like maybe six months, and because I love Japan, I love Japanese culture. I love Japan. I love everything about it mostly. So it's it's kind of like this weird promised land for me personally. So (laughs)
1: they're all like they're all next level like you are. They all think they're all like three steps ahead of everyone, I feel like (laughs) Japanese um, culture, man. (laughs) That's how your work is, I feel like deep in there to me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's quite beautiful though. Um awesome man. Well dude, it's it's uh first and foremost, you know I'm a big fan of your work and I appreciate you taking the time. Um, likewise stoked that we got a chance to do this it's cool a lot of the theories i had without judging but the theories i had um they all added up so it's cool (laughs) i like that it's it makes it reaffirms like (laughs) okay okay, cool like these these uh these things are the current thing that happens it constantly happens repeats itself so coming from humble beginnings being whimsical taking adventures and and really just enjoying the ride and being patient and, uh, also just passionate too. And, and, uh, feeling blessed. I think these are all the good formulas, you know? So this is hopefully a good lesson for everybody listening to it's like, you know, these are really great, important things to consider. So.
1: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I feel super obviously blessed and grateful for you and asking me to be on this. So well, we're honored, honored to have you, you. Doug.
0: We ha- we're honored and looking forward to uh our project together as it as it evolves. Oh. So it's gonna be a fun one.
1: <laughs> there's there's nothing I'm more psyched about than what's on that whole collaboration. It's gonna be sick.
0: Oh man, I wish I could expedite the situation and make it faster. So <laughs> <laughs> soon enough though. <laughs> great things come with time, I think. So we'll see. And if it's great, it's gonna exactly. take some time. So <laughs> awesome. It's we'll have a about-
1: good well thanks. Thanks, Ash. You're Thank you man.
0: so much, Aaron. You have a wonderful day. Enjoy the family time, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to us having fun in and in the real life world um, in the near future. So yeah.
1: Okay, I'm gonna hit you up next week too when I come down to LA. See Sounds if you can awesome. get out
0: of the possible? Yes, um, <laughs> so if my wife will let me out. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: there it is. Um, great, what a great podcast! Thank you so much, Aaron. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on and sharing your time with us uh for those of you that want more information you can find show notes for this week's episode at the collective slash 229 you can find all the links to everything else there as well um hopefully this podcast inspired you if you're a photographer not a photographer or you just you you know you want to get into this stuff hopefully this got you excited go out there grab a camera grab whatever and go out there and capture the world celebrate it have fun take an adventure. And uh yeah, stay out stay healthy out there. Respect your uh respect uh, respect the laws as of now and take care of your health and, and um yeah, until the next episode. Go out there, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out everybody.